Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. There's been plenty of talk recently about the Chinese economy grinding back into gear as lockdowns lift. So, is it time for investors to start looking again at the world's second largest economy? And what's it mean for Australia's own trade relationship with so many tariffs and bans on Australian products still in place? Professor Tim Harcourt knows a lot about business in China. He's the host of the TV program After the Pandemic, which explores where the trade relationship between Australia and China is headed in the post-COVID world. Tim is the industry professor and chief economist at the University of Technology, Sydney, and also the host of the Airport Economist podcast on Listener, also a terrific guy. Tim, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Thanks for that very warm introduction, Sean. Really, you've got you've got a few hats, Tim. And likewise, likewise. <laughs> Look, while the rest of the world is learning to live with COVID, China continues to pursue a COVID zero policy. I suppose a few questions there. How much damage has it done to the economy? Do you think they'll keep doing it? I think the damage has mainly been internal, to the extent that you know we we keep sending our rocks and crops over to China without too much of a difficulty despite the trade bans with some other sectors. And they're really determined to be proven right on this zero COVID stuff. And they've locked down Beijing and Shanghai and Guangzhou, pretty significant cities, not just Wuhan. So they are taking it very seriously. And of course, you know, they don't have the checks and balances that democracies have. So if Xi Jinping decides zero COVID is the way to go, then that's the way to go. Okay. And will will they stick to it, do you think? I I think there'll be increasing pressure on them as the economy sort of plateaus and stays stagnant. If the the signs are there that the economy is coming back, then that might give them a few degrees of freedom. But I I think they're going to stick to it because they've got this thing about once you make this big pronouncement, it's pretty hard to back down under the, the communist system. Okay, now China, we talk about, I mean, it's such a massive economy and it has certainly slowed down as a result of COVID and restrictions, but it's not like some of the other Western economies that that went into deep recession for a couple of quarters at least. China has slowed, but it's not exactly in a recession as such. No, it's not. What's interesting is the major Western economies are used to freedom of movement and freedom of speech and everything else. China's still pretty controlled internally with the social credit system. So it's not like they're locked down all the time, but the party does monitor how people travel around the countryside and within cities. So they've already got, you know, even in you know normal times, they've got a lot of control on movement of people and therefore services and internal movement. Well, we in Western countries just aren't used to that, and that's why you have a more dramatic effect if you start controlling people, which we normally don't. But, you know, for a reasonably free society to have people being told you can't move, you know, five kilometres outside your ha- your mm. house or your suburb, that was a big deal for us. While China, that's, that's pretty uh, business as usual. Okay. So it's had, I mean, what's happened in China has had massive flow-on effects for supply chains around the world. Is that improving, do you think? I think it's starting to. I think, ironically, the Russia-Ukraine war has sort of sharpened up supply chains in agriculture, basically because of, you know, Russia trying to take out Maripol and Odessa, where, you know, 35% of Ukraine's, you know, wheat exports go through. People really tried to unblock supply chains around the world and have been doing it reasonably successfully. So I think that's going to come back. Unfortunately, the, you know, the circumstances in which that's happened is is pretty tough. And that's why 
in some ways, you know, school children in Australia, you know, 20 years from now, we'll be looking back at the time that Australia sort of filled this gap to feed the world and, you know, export wheat, maize and barley around the world because of the situation in Ukraine. That's like a uh, silver lining or something, Tim. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's been sort of underrated, but, you know, if you look at agricultural exports, they've been really booming. You know, the old, you know, we've gone from the mining boom to the dining boom yeah. expression. Agriculture is playing a very important part in the world economy now because we've got this, you know, this other GFC, this global food crisis, yeah. and Australia is one of the most key agricultural exporters in the global economy. Stay with me, Tim. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Tim Harcourt from the University of Technology, Sydney, and host of TV show After the Pandemic and podcast, The Airport Economist. Now, I want to just stick with China. After the Pandemic is a terrific show. This is your show. You had incredible access on both sides of the conversation. You spoke to everyone from former PMs like Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd to Elizabeth Gaines, who, of course, ran Fortescue. One of the key themes that just kept coming through is the importance of trust and respect in the trade relationship when China is involved. We seem to have lost their trust and respect somewhat, though the new government probably has been given somewhat of a, a, a second chance. But where, whereabouts does Australia sit in that that trust and respect spectrum in Beijing's eyes, do you think? You've clearly been watching the episode with David Koch. <laughs> no, that's what he said. The episode where we did David Koch talking about Port yeah. Adelaide going to Shanghai and Elizabeth Gaines and Fortescue, that was Koshy's big thing about trust and respect. Well, that's always been the case, not just in China, but in Japan and Korea and, and around the world. You can't really go very far without trust and respect. Ask Donald Trump. <laughs> he went a fair bit, fair way. <laughs> in some ways, you know, Koshy's view that, you know, it's trust and respect and all this sort of stuff, well, it's more to it than that because in some ways China's changed a lot and the leadership of Deng Xiaoping and Hu Jintao is very different than Xi and the view of the world that China's taking now is, is very different. And one thing that's clear to me is, I mean, obviously we focus on Australia and China, but China's been having disputes with with uh, the Czech Republic and Ecuador and Brazil and mm. South Korea and Japan and the EU and Canada. They're, they're fighting on a number of fronts, India, Vietnam, uh, Philippines, you know, they've been having disputes with a number of countries. So it's not just about Australia, you know. So this view that Aussies are, you know, loudmouth bogans who don't know how to respect China, well, that's just nonsense because China's having disputes with lots of countries and it's principally really about where geopolitics takes over from simple economics and trade because when you look at economics and trade, you know, as Malcolm Turnbull said in the show, there wouldn't be anywhere better in the world to invest than, than Australia, and that's the opinion of most foreign investors. So, you know, there's something happening on the, the China front in terms of control that Xi Jinping's putting on that, that's affecting them. So I think that's part of that response. But, you know, sure, trust and respect, it's always always best to do that. And you know, hopefully we'll get a bit of a reset now that the Albanese government can can start again. Okay, if I'm a business and I... I I kind of want to engage with China. It's such a huge market and, you know, potentially I import from there, potentially I sell to there. How should I think about the post-COVID landscape just with an eye to the fact that politically we are so aligned to the US? You know, does, does that spill into the business world? Can I, as a big business, do business with China without worrying about that geopolitics? How's all that work? 
Well, my grandfather used to say, Sean, business is business. And, you know, when you think about it, when it comes to energy, security, food, security, a 300 million middle class all wanting an education, you know, China needs Australia, just as Australia needs China as a predominant trading partner. So I think, you know, business will will continue on, you know, the, the, the 10,000 small and medium-sized enterprises that export to China can't be wrong. But I think a point that Kevin Rudd made, I thought was was quite good. You know, he gave a very thoughtful interview on China and the USA and the impact on Australia and how we should behave as a trading partner and as a friend of China's, not, you know, not with a megaphone. And, and he said, ultimately, China's a great export destination and everyone from Fortescue down to the, you know, the small businesses find it a very good market to be based in Australia and and sell goods and services to China. You know, it's a wonderful market. You can get great import distributors to represent you in China. There's a there's a mattress maker in in southern Sydney that sells mattresses all over all over. Oh wow. Yeah. AH Beard, I'm just out of interest. Yeah, yeah, AH Beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got one, have you? you? Get a good night's sleep on it, that's for sure. No, I'd, one of my first stories I ever did in journalism was to go down to the factory and interview it was a family run business at the time, I'm not sure now. And their great hope was to get into China. And this is many, many years ago. I didn't ever realise they did it. AH Beard, they did it. They got these two wonderful ladies who were great import distributors representatives and they're doing really well in China and you know they they, they sell mattresses for ninety thousand dollars I mean wow. and, and they, they're handcrafted they're amazing and they're as you say you know southern Sydney been around since 1899 been through ups and downs as a family-run business but doing very very well indeed and uh, they've got a master craftsman there who is a complete rock star in in China because he goes over and demonstrates how he puts the mattresses wow. together and he's, he's got a fan club. He's amazing. Wow. But um, as Kevin Rudd said, you know, so it's a great export market. Now, going in and investing, going in and doing joint ventures, that's got to be a little bit more trickier because at the end of the day, the Chinese state owns your assets pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I suppose the, the upshot of all this is that whilst COVID has dominated everything for the last three years and we've spoken lots about tariffs and impositions on Australian exports, imports into China, we kind of need, I mean, and I think your show says this, we need to look beyond that. Yeah, no, that, that, that's right. And I mean, I just think about the growth of the middle class in China and in Southeast Asia and the importance now that, you know, Japan and Korea are showing and the emerging markets that I do in the airport economists in the Middle East and mm. and in Latin America. COVID is, you know, did, did stop us in our tracks, but exports kept going, you know, particularly rocks and crops. So in some ways it's shown to us that the international trading system still goes on, you know, despite, you know, one of the biggest crises since World War II. Tim, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thanks very much, Sean. That was Professor Tim Harcourt from UTS, author, podcast host and presenter of the television show After the Pandemic. Find out more at theairporteconomist.com. This is a Fear and Greed Daily interview. Remember, you should get professional advice before making any investment decisions. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.